Hello everyone, welcome to what for now is the last episode of Janine Hasn't Seen, but I have every faith of course that it will certainly not be the last episode of Janine Hasn't Seen, because I've really liked Janine Hasn't Seen, because I get to choose the movies all the time, and I hardly ever choose any movies for these shows. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm sorry your reign of power will be over. But for yes, now. Per- for perhaps, now. perhaps. Uh, you did a decent job, so perhaps um, I, I will allow you to, to let this... Uh, come around again at some point a decent (laughs) job a decent job i think you'll find i did a sterling job (laughs) you know full well that you loved the haunted palace you know full well that you loved bugsy malone (laughs) did i though yes you did Okay. You know that you love Bugsy Malone. I have to listen you, to the playback on that. You thought Bugsy Malone was one of the most unique <laughs> films you'd ever seen. I actually did say that, so that is And true. therefore you loved it. And what, what was the other movie we did? What was that? What was the other movie that we did that I've now forgotten about? Uh, yeah, why, what was, why, why, what what was, was before it? the Haunted Palace? What was before the Haunted Palace? Aren't we? Don't we look good? <laughs> Don't we always yes. look good when we when we try <laughs> yes. and remember what we've done recently? Because as the weeks go on, everything, everything just gets fun. Oh, it was the mummy. It was the mummy, wasn't mummy, it? No, yes. to be fair, you you were you were uh, surprised in uh, in the difference of the mummy that you yes. thought you, it was a different movie to what you thought it was going to be, but. You still did like it, and it made you want to watch more Universal Monsters, which ultimately is the best yes. outcome. Yay. Success. I really have liked Janine Hasn't Seen. Um, today on Janine Hasn't Seen, though, to finish the fun birthday series, we can say happy birthday to Janine for this Saturday. Um, so, you know, we're not going to sing Happy Birthday because we tried singing Happy Birthday to Heather on last <laughs> week's Patreon live stream, and I, I discover that I can't sing Happy Birthday anymore. Well, you just can't sing it as um, Ben Kenobi, that's all. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I definitely can't. That was sing requested. It. That was requested by somebody, and yeah, he it tried. He, he did try, so that's all and that failed counts. miserably, as always. It's all that counts. <laughs> sure. Sure it is. Um, But today, we're talking about, again, what is one of my absolute favourite horror movies of all time. Um, That is, of course, Suspiria from 1977. The random mishmash of European, but mostly Italian, um, obviously. Half half German, half Italian, half English, we'll call (laughs) Suspiria, I think. Um, it's like, it's like the, the area where Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is set, isn't it? <laughs> yes, huh? just this random mishmash of European, uh, towns. <laughs> uh, no, it's a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, understandable than that random town. Um, but Suspiria, it's one of my favourite horror movies of all time. It is a purely violent unsettling sort of beat you over the head kind of this is terrifying oh god i really don't want to be in these situations kind of movie yes um if you if you're looking for a little bit more of an intricate story, shall we say. I would recommend watching the 2018 version of Suspiria, which isn't necessarily a remake. I wouldn't call it a remake. I would call it a reimagining. Yes. Um, I actually watched kind of like a comparative view uh, video. Okay. And um, the director said that he was more going for like like a cover, like a cover version. Yeah, it's a good... It's a good uh... Yes, I like that. That is a very, very good analogy because you could you could look at remakes as being like somebody singing karaoke where you're obviously always trying to imitate yes. that particular singer's voice. 
um, you know, whatever sort of karaoke you're you're singing. Everybody always puts on a, a voice of whoever is the singer, yes. don't they? Everybody does that. Um, but I like that. It's a cover version. It is a, a, it's a way different movie. It's a completely different movie and a completely yes. different story, um, a completely different vibe and a completely dis- different aesthetic. And to an extent, I was put off by the 2018 Suspiria for some time. Just the idea um, of it. Just the idea of it. And because I... I, I viewed it as from from the outside as a remake of Suspiria and this is a movie that physically you cannot remake because it is just two of its own Ilk. style <laughs> yes and its own style it's it's a, an italian giallo movie obviously yes. and the giallo movies are known for incredibly gaudy visuals over brightness and combining, um, like, that detective kind of thriller yeah, story with, with like, yeah, gruesome death. Yeah, with, <laughs> with seriously gory killings. I, I did a little bit of research. Okay. <laughs> and okay. It, means, it means yellow based off of, like, these, like, kind of pulpy uh, novels that yeah. were, had yellow covers. <laughs> yeah. That dealt with, like, you know, these cop mystery stories combined with, like, crazy murders (laughs) exactly and look that's what suspiria is full of it's full of mystery and it's full of uh really gory deaths which is is obviously nice but obviously it's also secretly full of witches and oh god don't we love witches janine you are in a coven yourself i am (laughs) did you prefer your own coven or did you prefer the coven as seen in Suspiria. Oh, well, I definitely always prefer my own coven over... Yes. Um, and, like, we don't have a head witch, so you can never destroy no. us. <laughs> you don't have a directress. No, we do not. Uh, who's running the ballet school secretly from nowhere, who is some sort of uh, really rotting corpse of a person, but is half dead and half alive and whatever the hell Helena Marcus actually is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a weird white outline, basically. Right. <laughs> until until she gets stamped through the neck. Yes. Um, so we will be spoiling Suspiria, by the way, heavily, <laughs> um, obviously, during the course of this episode of Janine Hasn't Seen. But I'm interested to know, uh, because obviously I could talk about Suspiria for weeks on end, um, I'm interested to know what, having heard me go on about it and several other people go on about it for so long, what did you think you were getting into and what did you get? I mean, I expected more like 70s horror vibes, like, um, you know, like I knew it had something to do with witches. So I thought I would feel that more like right away. Like I okay. thought that would kind of be established more, not just like at until the very end um and you know i was kind of getting these like halloween uh vibes so i was like expecting you know even from that first death i was expecting like more kind of um you know slasher more slasher stalker kind of movie um you know picking people off one by one okay um kind of halloween type vibes just because you know my brain is seeing how like the the look of it has that 70s kind of you know vibe to it so that's where my mind was immediately going and just that first death felt very like a halloween a slasher kind of death um so i was kind of expecting it to go more in that direction and then kind of throw the supernatural elements in there as we went along or something making you think that it was going to be more of a slasher and then kind of throw you off with, you know, ooh, there's more witchcraft stuff. But we didn't really get any of that until the very end. So, no, um, yeah. No, you do really only discover that it's witches a considerable length into the movie. Yeah. And... You know, it's it's unclear what the witches are actually doing other than causing trauma for yeah. new people and people that are trying to figure out what's going on. 
Because yeah, it's, like... it, it's seriously, the whole movie is seriously a case of don't be curious, curiosity is going to get you killed. Yeah, and there's like no, there there is really no purpose for their like behavior, like for what, why they're like, you know, coming well, after up, people. No, they're, so. upheld, they're upholding the centuries old tradition of witches running this ballet academy. That's what they're doing. And they cannot afford anybody to stop that from happening. Um, which is obviously Susie Banyan, Jessica yes. Harper, comes pretty close to kind of, she's, she's kind of figuring it all out a little bit. Yeah, she was very and smart. They don't like and that. Her, I liked her being kind of a detective near the end and like trying to figure things yeah. out. <laughs> she's a really good protagonist, Susie. She's a really good horror protagonist because obviously she is... Well, it's the, it's the typical sort of story, isn't it? She's the outsider coming in and not really fitting in with what's no. going on and being a little bit concerned about certain things and things aren't sitting right. And, you know, as the movie obviously goes on, she becomes, you know, there's, there's, there's many different instances of very, very unnerving things happening, whether yeah. it's... Millions of maggots falling from the oh, room. That was so gross. <laughs> which is the most disgusting thing yes. I've ever seen in a movie, to be perfectly honest with you. Because there are a hell of a lot of yes, maggots everywhere. wriggling around on like, the floor and, and in just people's dropping hair. on your face. <laughs> like, a maggot is just the most disgusting little horrible thing yeah it's like a fly baby like gross <laughs> but it's wriggling around and you can just imagine it just crawling in your up your nose or something oh, oh god oh. it's exactly this is the point the whole movie is a hundred minutes of uncomfortableness even with the bat too like ooh, the was... bat's a weird scene yeah the bat's a weird scene but yeah it is it's a hundred minutes of we're trying to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We are ramming this music into your head. Yes. Just to make you as unsettled as possible. <laughs> it really is nonsense. I mean, the Suspiria theme is one of my absolute favorite <laughs> movie uh, scores of all time, let alone horror. Yes, I can hear the chimes going in my head, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason it, I had it waking me up every day for a long, long time. Um, because I think it's the perfect m music to wake up to in a morning, because it immediately puts you on edge and gets you awake, and you're thinking, what's going on? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, no, I, I flat-out love the music in Suspiria. And I just love the whole... Because every little shot and every... The way everything's designed, the production design is obviously really... Uh, you know, it's 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 fine-tuned. Yes, and there's the, like textured walls and bright, yeah. intense colours and like crazy, interesting uh, lighting... Everything you know, flashes of colors on people's putting. faces and against things and reflections and um, yes, as somebody who loves art, I was into all of the visuals for yeah. sure. Like everything just looked so cool and interesting, and was always something to look at. It felt like a kind of an art museum, <laughs> you know. It's very much <laughs> honestly, it's very very much what it's like. Um, it might be for some people as pretentious a horror movie as ballet is a form of dance a little bit a little bit you know a little bit. <laughs> might be a little bit in the sense that it's very much like i said a hundred minutes of just we want to unnerve you rather than the story's going to unnerve you because the story itself is somebody goes to a ballet school and finds out it's crazy as shit is happening um well morgan yes before we get even deeper <laughs> into oh, this Oh, yes, of movie. course. I always forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> Terribly we, sorry. Terrible of me. <laughs> we do have Patreon shout-outs. We do have the Patreon <laughs> shout-outs. I do apologize, patrons. I just get very excited he about does. certain movies. He, this is his last time to tell me what to do, so he's, like, jumping right in. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do get very excited. Let, let's 
do the Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> because, of course, the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon, you can go there, you can find the tier that's right for you, because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Everybody who is a Patreon of It's a Wonderful Podcast gets a shout-out every week on one of the shows. So, Janine, would you like to kick us off? Yes. Uh, thank you so much to Philly Eagles 559, a.k.a. Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you to Jeremiah Morris. And thank you, JJ Winward. Thank you, Fares Muthana. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. my big brother, Justin. Thank you, Travis Mickey. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Adelaide Spence. Thank you, Corey Morissette. Thank you, Robert Parker. Thank you, Brianne Chandler. Thank you, John Mariano. Thank you, Nick Gilmore. Thank you, and all the best of luck in the world to Christina Farrell. Love you, Tina. Uh, thank you, Heather Sabian, and happy belated birthday. <laughs> happy belated birthday, Heather. <laughs> of course, thank you also to Abby Friel. Yes. And thank you, Megan McCurley, a.k.a. Dr. Megs. <laughs> Dr. Megs, yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Adelia Chamberlain. Thank you, Dwayne Burke. Thank you, Marcus Burton. Thank you, Movie Finobi Steve. Thank you, Jake Yakavetta. Thank you, Samir Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you, Oscar Romo. Thank you to Carla Feese. Thank you, Adam Collins. Thank you, Delicia Renee. Thank you, LK. Of course, thank you also to GG. <laughs> and a thank you to the best guy in the business, Ken Knapsack. Thank you also to Brandon Hanna. Thank you, Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. Thank you, Eric Garcia. And thank you to the best hype man and friend in the business, Billy Pollahan. Patrons, 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 wonderful patrons. Do I love them more than Suspiria? Possibly. Possibly. I possibly love the patrons more than I love Suspiria. Can you understand why Suspiria is my kind of movie? Um, I totally can. I why is that, can. Janine? <laughs> Because we've established, I think, that you are more about visuals. You are a visual film watcher. Um, story is kind of secondary to you if, you know, they are saying interesting things with what you are seeing. If they're making me feel things. Yes. Or, and, and yes, saying things. That's what this movie see. does tenfold. It's all about the visuals. It's all about what you're seeing. It's all about the eye candy glory of the murder and um, the disorientation and the things yes. it can make you feel with what it's doing visually. I think that's the main focus and that is what you are kind of drawn into with film in general. So I 100% get why this is your jam. <laughs> it is. It is. The movie is the fear of new environments yes isn't it that's that's the entire that is obvious that is a big fear because it comes with you know a change it comes with a being out of your comfort zone and a movie like this encapsulates all that fear perfectly and just perfectly. being kind of alone like no yeah, allies new people that you don't know so you're kind of in the situation by yourself and you have to figure it out and look, it's obviously, it can be very disorienting. I think it can, and obviously, the one friend to a point that Susie does make is Sarah, and Sarah ends up dying as well. Yes, um, I, I say as well. I say as well. Spoilers, of course. Susie, Susie gets out. Susie acts as a as a final girl, if you want to use a slasher term. Um, Susie kind of acts as a final girl. She she figures it out by the end. She kills, or at least names, <laughs> the uh, actual overall villain yes. of the movie, who is, of course, the head witch herself, Helena Marcos. Um, the whole ballet school sets on fire through s some reason. 
probably because of witchy things. Yes. Never understood that. I don't really care. I just like the fact that it says this is this is the thing with me. I don't care why something's happened. If something is happening, what does that say? I don't care why it's happened. I don't care what's <laughs> how happened, it happened yeah. or how it happened. I don't care what's happened before to make it happen. I just care that it's happening in front of me now. And that's what the Suspiri gives me. Because, look, at the start of this movie as well, um, I mean, not necessarily the very start, but once Susie's come from the airport and we get all the scenes, obviously, with the first big death of the hanging coming out of the yeah. ceiling window um, and all that kind of stuff, you could be perfectly correct in saying what the hell's going on here. Who yeah. are these people? What's happening? Yeah. But ultimately, like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. The movie's not interested in that. The movie's interested in shocking you. The movie's interested in creating this pit in your stomach that goes, oh, this is a little bit weird. What's going on? Yes. And I definitely got all of those kinds of, like, guttural feelings. Like, um, usually I don't feel those things in watching, you know, something that's supposed to be scary um, unless it's really intense. And I definitely got, like, you know, like, uh, I my stomach was actually like doing weird things when um, I think Suspiria the dog when the dog was eating uh, his owner yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. and just How seeing much... like the pieces of meat come up like I was just like my stomach was like, Ugh. <laughs> like it was... How much do you love the scene with the the blind piano player in the square being yes. tortured by some supernatural entity that we don't even see but he can yes. feel it around him and just even kind of how you zoom into what is happening it's like you're kind of just a voyeur and like there's nothing you can do about it um i like kind of sweeping into these deaths and like you're just kind of like this bystander who can't do anything you just have to watch it happen um i think that's what makes it more kind of guttural and intense um for sure and just that weird crazy like open space and the silence yeah. of it the isolation of it uh was very intense in that way it's all very mirrored with our protagonist herself yeah we feel very much like susie when watching this movie which is why we're kind of very satisfied by the end to see her run out of the school with a smile on her face as though oh, it's over that relief yeah the relief and that's obviously how the movie the movie literally ends there yeah after after all that has happened what do you make of people like miss tanner and uh, the other teachers in the school <laughs> maybe the uh, what what's his name the butler kind of gentleman with the funny teeth and the weird nose. <laughs> oh, yes. He was very, like, haunted house vibes. The small child who looks like he could give uh, Damien a run for his money in creepy child. Yes. Like, you definitely just have these kind of creepy, like, creature type people just kind of lurking around the place um, to kind of give you that more ominous sense of, like, who, what's happening here, what is going on. Um... And definitely the teachers, like, felt like witches. Like, you know, they felt like witches in disguise. If, you know, um, you could see them holding their nose around you like you smelled like dogs dropping. <laughs> you know? Oh, you're going for full-on the witches vibes. Okay. Yes. I can see Them can just very that. kind of, yes. They were very kind of just cold and stodgy and just kind of being fake with you, like... Like, I mean, Miss Miss Tanner's really of kind of cold and stern, yes. and you know, in a way, you would call a a stereotypical German woman, uh, in, in 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 the most stereotypical way possible. Um, you could say that, but I really like her. I'm trying to find who um, played Miss Tanner. It was Alida Varley. She's really good. Yeah. I like her a lot. Um, and Alida Valley actually sounds like an Italian um, name, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like German. She's, yeah. she's Italy. 
She's Italian. Okay. Yeah, because they all spoke different languages, right? And they just dubbed it all in English. Oh, they did. Yeah, the, the entire movie was shot basically without sound. Um, and everything was dubbed because everybody spoke German, Italian, and then you had, like, Jessica Harper and a few others that actually did speak, speak English. English. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I also really love, obviously, Joan Bennett as Madame Blanc. Madame Blanc is the nice, nice face. She puts on a nice face, but she's secretly yes. the one who hates Susie the most. Yes, and, like, you feel that. You feel that it's a facade for sure. That's why I was, like, kind of getting those witch vibes. Like, they have to, like, pretend yeah. like they're they fit in with everybody and they're fine with everybody, but you can feel that kind of disdain, that underlying uh, hate, um, which I felt for sure. So that's why I was, you know, I don't think I would have known it was witches without, you know, you telling me before I watched it that it was witches. Okay. Um, but I definitely got like those kinds of weird vibes. Um, okay. From them. So I think had I not known that I still would have felt like there was some weird underlying thing there okay. because they did seem like they were putting on this kind of fake false facade, like there was something more going on there. Something that I actually really, really prefer about the 2018 version, actually, is the fact you get way more witchy stuff. You get way more of the coven acting like a coven. Yeah. And you get kind of there's this whole room that's just like a sacrificial room where all sorts of craziness goes on um, yeah. and obviously look it's tilda swinton playing yeah you know <laughs> the to, she's playing madame blanc um as far as i can remember i'm pretty sure she played i don't think she played miss tanner um she's playing madame blanc and also she plays somebody else in the movie as well um who's just a character that's not in this version. It's an unusual... It's so unlike any horror original and remake relationship. Yeah. Uh, the Suspirias, because they are so different to one another, and both are just really, really good. Yeah. Um, If you want more witches, which something, like we said, may be lacking. In the original Suspiria. Yeah, because that's kind then, of what I was expecting. I would have liked to see more like ritualistic kind of witch things or like the ceremonies or like, you know. The 2018 um, one gives you that. Okay. It gives you that. And it's equally as disturbing, but it's not quite as <sighs> in your face. Okay. Which is what I like about... I think the whole aesthetic of Suspiria and every element of filmmaking about it, like we said, camera, production design, music, everything, is based around unsettling you as an audience member. The 2018 one unsettles you as an audience member by using disturbing imagery and the story in general, but the aesthetic of it is more kind of bleak. I mean, it's yeah. really kind of beautiful, but you get it in that way that it's very, it's all filled with... It's This is why it's such a different type of thing, because obviously you look at original Suspiria, and it's neon brightness everywhere yeah. of so many different colours. The colour palette of 2018 Suspiria is basically grey. Yeah. It looks like the l last three Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay, very dark. In how grey it is. Yeah. Um, so it's strange in that way, but it really creates a sort of bleak um, kind of... What's the word? What's the word I'm trying to look for? In Inevitability. Okay. It creates a bleak inevitability about the whole situation in that movie. And look, as far as a story goes, 2018 Suspiria has way more story to it. Okay. Um, they're just very, very different movies that I really do 
love them both very much. Okay, well, see, that's what you get for avoiding a movie because it of is these, really. these preconceived notions. <laughs> it is. I am a moron, as we all know. <laughs> Don't we? We all know I am a moron, Janine. Yes. <laughs> In the best Do way you? possible. In the best way possible. Obviously. You can admit, when you can admit you're a moron, then, you know, there's there's some redemption there for you. Yes. There's hope for you. <laughs> Do you have any particular favourite moments of Suspiria? I will, I'm, I'm going to stop talking myself <laughs> about Suspiria now because I'm getting tired of the sound of my own voice. I mean, just something as simple as the beginning, like her getting off the plane and walking and like as she's walking towards the doors, every time the doors open, you hear the little doing, doing, doing music and... It just gave me this weird kind of gothic, haunted fairy tale vibe. And I was kind of into it. Like, as she kept getting closer and, like, you know, the doors would close and the music would stop and then the doors would open. And so you are, like, inviting her into, like, this, you know, and just how the music trilled like that. It felt very kind of like a fairy tale, like a haunted fairy tale. Um, So... I think it kind of was trying to give you that sense of like you're entering a whole nother world, a whole nother realm um, with the opening of these doors. So as soon as she stepped through, the music kind of comes in full blast and then it starts raining insanely and like just all of that. And then even her kind of in the taxi later and just seeing the girl just frantically kind of going through the woods that was also kind of part of this you know scary you know fairy tale vibe that I was getting as well um so yeah just even that opening and hearing that music uh was was something I thought was really interesting and cool what about the the girls themselves as as characters as in interacting with one another um, yeah, just kind of that whole weird dynamic of like money being like the most important thing and um, these weird kind of interactions she has right off the bat. I think that just adds more of adds to more of the leads, you know, isolation, like she just doesn't understand these people. And she's already getting like these negative kind of um, uh, interactions kind of thrown yeah. in her face so um yeah i definitely feel like that adds to her feeling more alone in this situation and out of her realm um in having to try to like figure this out on her own and she does make one ally um but yeah. like through most of the movie like she's kind of being uh sedated so she can't you know really um, remember things. Yeah, she can't do anything to help her, nor can she remember yeah. things, the warnings and things that she's been told to help herself later. She has to, still has to end up kind of figuring it out on her own. Um, Which is why, obviously, it's very satisfying when in the, you know, the climax of the movie, she's remembering certain things, yeah. like the blue irises and that yes. kind of thing. And, you know, and what she told the other girl about, you know, the way the direction their steps are going, they're not leaving. They're just going to another part and I can figure out where they're going based on how many steps they take and all that. Yeah, it's very clever, really. It's very clever. I don't know if you found this in your uh, in-depth research before you (laughs) watched uh, this movie. Um, The girls themselves were originally written as being no older than 12 Really? Um, They were aged up to no older than 20 because the producers would not allow such a violent movie to be made with children. children. That many children, yeah. Dario Argento, one of the producers actually being Dario Argento's dad. Uh, (laughs) Oh. That's fun. Okay. He's saying, no, Dario, you can't make this movie with 12-year-olds. Getting murdered. I'll make them 20-year-olds then. But did he change the script? No. No. So that's why a lot of the time, they're very kind of childlike. 
yeah. really like sort of overly oddly innocent and naive and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, with their silly kind of vapid conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're talking about money a lot, but they're talking about money in such a way that somebody who doesn't really understand money would talk about money. <laughs> yeah. Um they just oh yeah, that's fine. I'll just pay. Oh okay. Oh it's oh okay. Oh that's okay. So I just find it really interesting. Yeah. That the script wasn't changed at all. Which <laughs> I, just kind of adds to the unsettling atmosphere of it. Nothing's nothing's quite right with this yeah, movie. And that's why I off. like it. Yeah. <laughs> that is just really, really why I like it. Like you can't figure out the layout of the school. No. At all. You've got no idea where things are and what leads to where. Yeah. Um, it's very, very everything about it is just off. Which is exactly the kind of vibe it wants to go with. Yeah, so you have like weird painted walls and then walls covered with like purple velvet and like these weird kind of um, like modern like staircases. But like they're also a bit kind of gothic. Like, um, you know, I that the video that I watched kind of describing this movie and talking about it was like, you know, the high ceilings just feeling like they could just eat gobble up the people below um definitely got that that sense everything is built to make you feel unsettled like we keep (laughs) saying it just works it just really really does work uh very very well very very well and it's not a it's not an over elaborate movie by any stretch of the imagination what I will ask is if you're interested in seeing any more of this style of movie, the kind of Jalo style of movie, um, where they are very much, you know, kind of like this. They're all about your visual aesthetic, your shock value, and your general goriness, but with these sort of luscious... Uh, shots and camera um well for me while i do kind of prefer my horror to like have a story that i can follow um along with kind of these intense crazy gruesome deaths yeah um that's kind of what i look for in horror um but yeah i definitely think i could give another movie like this a shot i i you know i am somebody who enjoys art so um yeah they're very they're very very artistic movies yes in a way they are very very italian movies you know (laughs) italy's just kind of oh we like looking at things and things that look just unusual but also beautiful because we're italians and it's perfect in that way Yes. So, I mean, if I can get some very cool, intense, graphic kind of deaths, which are also kind of really creatively and um, practically done, because, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, I miss things like that today. Um, so would love well, to if, kind of... If effects-wise, this movie's excellent. Yes. I think. Yes. So, like, I, I love seeing stuff like that. Um, so if I can get, like, kind of these crazy, gory but artistic and practically done visuals in the kind of horror deaths while also getting these beautiful shots and these ominous kind of color changes and, um, you know, these palettes and, you know, yeah. crazy kind of intense layouts of things. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I could be into that. You would definitely like 2018 Suspiria. There's okay. also way more supernatural stuff going okay. on. In 2018, like, there's a touch of possession kind of stuff going on in 2018, Suspiria. Um, And look, perhaps it is somewhat of a fault of this movie to to not be the deepest movie (laughs) in history, Um, you know, in relation to having sort of story layers. um, It just holds with its one main idea and absolutely goes full-blown nonsense for it. 
Yes. Which, I mean, I did get a, like feelings of like other like 70s kind of horror movies, like just kind of the not the, the pointlessness, I guess, I get a, a bit of the pointlessness of like Wicker Man, you know like the pointlessness like, of wicker. please the, like, explain the phrase <laughs> the pointlessness of the wicker man without just, insulting me <laughs> no it's just you know these people just have their crazy thing that they do and he's there thinking he has a purpose and you think you're following ah. his his story but really that is nothing that is meaningless it goes nowhere um and you're ultimately in this kind of more it's scarier situation. So I think that's the kind of man and Suspiria I, end very differently though, Janine. I mean there is a fire. <laughs> there is look, there is a fire, but the Wicker Man ends very poorly for the I, I just I just mean that, you know, you think you're getting one story and you get something completely kind of sinister happening in the background, but in front in of your ba- face okay. the whole time. It's um, very true, very true. It is and very. It has nothing to do with this girl going to this dance school. It has everything to no. do with these kinds okay. of sinister things. So, like Wicker Man, it has nothing to do with this guy trying to figure out this murder on this island. It has everything to do with these crazy people wanting to burn him to make their harvest better. better. Yeah. So okay. that's why I got that wicker man vibe and then also i got kind of rosemary baby vibes as well like you know she doesn't want to stay there she's fine staying away from the school but they manipulate her and you know in for all intents and purposes drug her to you know convince her that everything's fine everything's good you're gonna put you on a special diet we're gonna give you this medicine we're gonna make you drink this wine and you're gonna feel better in just a few days and it's gonna be fine and you know like that whole kind of you know, just manipulating your protagonist and kind of trying to blind her to things that are happening. Um, so I got those kinds of Rosemary Baby kind of type vibes where people just keep telling you, you're crazy, everything's fine yeah, type things. Similar. So yeah, so I like my mind was pulling from all these different kinds of movies from this era okay. um, for sure. So I, think, so I think my, my lack of story that I was getting was forcing me to kind of pull from other things and patch those good. together to get the um kind of what this or what this movie was parts of what this movie was trying to say i think i think that's good i think that's really good <laughs> i like that though i like i maybe it's just me i always like it when a movie makes me think of other movies yeah and again this is this is me not watching a movie to get, you know, lost in a story. This is me watching a movie for what it's saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I like the comparison to Rosemary's Baby because obviously that's kind of a, it, well, it's a, it's a cult, isn't it? Yeah. It's a cult. And this, you know, the, to a point, this is also a cult, but it's all in the background It's only at the end where you actually find out, oh, everybody's a Satanist or, oh, everybody's a witch. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Now what's happened? Again, though, Rosemary's Baby doesn't end great for Rosemary. (laughs) No. Um, But Suspiria ends pretty successfully for Susie. Yes, to get some comeuppance. (laughs) There is a little bit of comeuppance. There is a... I, I think I need to. Comeuppance. I think I need to make a comeuppance shirt. <laughs> I think we need to start a comeuppance hall of fame. Yes, and I, I'm going to make shirts that say "Get your comeuppance." <laughs> yes, we can also have mustache hall of fame shirts. Yes, <laughs> uh, for the main show where it's just somebody with a mustache with M H O F on it. Yes. Um. But comeuppance Hall of Fame, I feel like, is something we actually should start on, okay. and it can go on both on both shows as well. Yes. Um, just just a, a a Hall of Fame of movies that are particularly good at showing some successful revenge. <laughs> yeah, successful revenge, and I suppose it's Karma. Suspiria isn't necessarily revenge. But it because 
all they've done to Susie is not try and nullify her. They've not... I mean, you discover that they literally, by the end, want to kill Susie because she knows too much. Yeah. But up to that point, they haven't directly threatened her. No. They've just been very kind of weird with her. Um, And they already kind of know that she's strong-willed, so they're like, oh, we don't yeah. like that either. <laughs> that's a, that's, I mean, that's a problem. I always like, towards the start of this movie, when uh, Madame Blanc obviously is familiar with Susie's aunt, I think. Um, she knew a banyan in New York once. Yeah. A marvellous woman. Very charitable and saying all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, whether that's that, but she, she says it in this way that's kind of like, I don't think this is true is it I don't yeah think i don't believe this, this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you're being false here madame blank yeah so all, immediately as soon as we meet her we're like is she is she all as nice as she seems and no yeah. no she's not <laughs> obviously she's not um but in that way she kind of tries making Susie welcome but stays distant enough yeah to and like they do for everybody i mean we learn how strict this school is that they're kind of not all they don't all sort of get along yeah but they all have to really adhere to these rules that are set in place because god forbid what's going to happen if you don't yeah <laughs> um you know something terrible could happen and by terrible we mean literal somebody will murder you and feed you to the corpse alive death whatever the hell Helena <laughs> Marcos is yeah um again whatever the hell she is um in that way it's a little bit different to the 2018 movie again because you there's a few scenes in the 2018 movie of like the dinner table and that kind of stuff, and everybody sitting together and eating to create this kind of... Mind you, that's it's it's more of a movie about creating a cult. Okay. Like, it seems... It's always seemed to me... The witches in Suspiria are never interested in bringing these students into their cult... That's not what they're there for. Okay. They are only interested in preserving their cult, but also they just happen to really love <laughs> dance. Okay. <laughs> and so that's what they're doing. They're just, they have this ballet school because they really love ballet, but they just want to make everybody as clueless as possible. As possible, yeah. Whereas 2018 Suspiria, you kind of get the impression that they kind of just want more witches. They don't okay. really want to keep people too From clueless. Knowing, yeah. They want to, I mean, to Build. an extent they do. <laughs> they want to recruit a little bit. <laughs> slowly. Yeah, slowly they want to recruit. Exactly. Okay. Um, which is, again, just another nice difference between the two movies so will you go and watch the 2018 one as well i will i think i will i mean it's very long it's like two hours 50 okay. so it's like double the length yeah or nearly not double the length is it that's not double the length at all <laughs> but it's got a good hour it's got yeah. a good hour extra um but it's a way different movie yes and, and i i mean the... i think i my thing was like lacking story and like i i do feel like i kind of need that to really get, get into a horror film um yeah. so if you're saying that i might get a little bit more of that i think i could definitely get into you that will. while still getting the interesting visuals and the intense feelings um yeah very intense okay. very intense feelings okay. very disturbing movie as well um best thing i've seen tilda swinton do in ages and tilda swinton's always great okay and 110 percent 
the best thing Dakota Johnson's ever done. Okay. She's very good. Very good. Um, but yay, Suspiria, <laughs> Janine. Yes. We've finally <laughs> talked about it. We have. And look, there's there's maybe not a million things to say about Suspiria other than it's an interesting visual experience, experience of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't... That's all it's interested in being. It's not interested in being anything more than that. Yeah. So there's only a, a select amount you can actually say that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Um, it really it really is just only interested in that one thing. I've got to applaud it for its kind of focused mindset, to be honest with you. It yeah, never not really straying from away that. Yeah. At all. And it doesn't let up either. This is the thing as well. It's constant. From the moment the movie, it's constant from the yeah. moment the movie starts. There's no let up. There's no little moment of tranquility. You think there is. Yes. But then there's not. And I will say, I think that it was, that was kind of beautifully illustrated with, uh, you know, her friend's death where, you know, she's kind of running around and you think she's gotten away. And then, you know, she goes in that room and you can see someone trying to unlock that door and get to her and she sees this window and you think okay she's gonna figure out how to get out oh my gosh okay she's gotten through the window she's gonna escape you see this doorway open she's gonna you know we're gonna finally get that breath that we need in this moment because it's so intense and there's so much buildup and we're finally gonna get to just breathe this sigh of relief and as soon as she jumps down she's in this in this pile of barbed wire and she's just getting tangled and cut and it's like so intense and like they keep showing the open door that her escape is just so close and she just is trapped and then to get her neck just sliced like uh (laughs) yeah we never get to really breathe until the end no no. and this is what i said before at the end not the very end but when the corpse of sarah is revived Mm -hmm. um i just love that I love the effects on it. Yeah. I love the effects on it. It looks so creepy. Yeah. I want a life-size wax model <laughs> of just, just coming at you Sarah with the knife. <laughs> with the knife out, yeah. laughing in the weird, low, grunty Helena Marcos laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. It's just a weird <laughs> movie. It's a movie for weirdos, and it's a weird movie. <laughs> You've got to love it. I love it. Yay! Yes, well, I'm happy I success, saw it. <laughs> success, 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 success. <laughs> Yay, Janine. That's it. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. I really think <laughs> that is going to do it because this has been the end of this series of Janine <laughs> Hasn't Seen. There will be another and one after that and one after that and several more after that because I will make it so... <laughs> Will you now? (laughs) I will will make it so. Um, I don't know. I would like, I would like to alternate month by month eventually. Maybe in the new year. Perhaps we'll see. Maybe in the new. We we we'll see how we are with Morgan (laughs) hasn't seen slash Janine hasn't seen. At that point, I think. Um. (laughs) We'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Unless you're not interested in that. I mean, I like the idea. You you have shown me and opened my eyes to some very interesting things I never I never would have watched otherwise. So like Bugsy um, Malone. Yes. So I appreciate that. I appreciate um the education. As I love giving you the education. Um, yeah. I just have a lot of ideas for you. So that's why I'm kind of like okay. like hesitant to relinquish my power just because I have so many, you know, ideas. Well, it also things. is the case, obviously, <laughs> that I've seen way less interesting movies than you. Yes. Like I have so or many like, like ideas of series we can do, you know, modern black and white and, you know, faith based comedies and you not know. even not even <laughs> that they're interesting movies. It's just a case of slightly more recent, slightly big, well-known movies that yes. 
I haven't seen. And that's always been the case with this show. Like, I could go, you know, in a similar vibe to the kind of movies that I've shown you this month and just keep it in that era because I know you haven't really seen that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> but likewise, you'd like to keep it in the era from like 1990 to 2005 <laughs> when you know that I haven't seen yes. many of those. Um, so it just it, it kind of fits that way. But I always think because we have the main show, obviously, to cover a lot of older movies. Yes, we can do that there as well. We can do that there. We can absolutely do that there. Well, Janine, what um we're back to Morgan hasn't seen next week. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and you're very excited for it, and I'm going to murder somebody. Probably Billy, our patron Billy <laughs> Paulahan, because this is his uh, patron chosen topic for the whole month of uh, September, is to have Morgan, who hasn't seen all of the Twilight films. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm just can... going to talk about Batman <laughs> and the Lighthouse and Cedric Diggory. Okay, That's it. Fair That's enough. it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, I, I do love these movies. I have a, a, a passion for these movies, but I do wholly understand why people think they're ridiculous and hate them and whatever. But, you know, to each their own. But Morgan, we're going to see what you think of these movies. If you can even yeah. find a glimmer, a uh, vampire glittering glimmer of something that you can enjoy <laughs> these movies. <laughs> I can only imagine the fact that vampires are in them in some extent is going to have to hold me on. Yes, so we shall see. But that's what we have coming up. Um, and also Machine Mondays, of course. Yes. Every Monday with me, Janine the Machine, talking all the stuff happening in this crazy singles Schmodown tournament. And yeah, all things Schmodown. So check that out on Mondays. Get to see glimmery, sparkly vampire Morgan on Wednesday next week of the uh, of Morgan Hasn't Seen as we're back with that. And then the main show, what do you have going with Nolan? You know I can never <laughs> disclose what we have, okay. what me and Nolan right. have going. It'll be some sort of weird movie that probably Nolan chooses. <laughs> That's right. what will happen. Well, it's always I know a nice a surprise fact, over there. <laughs> I know for a fact that, well, that'll be next week, obviously, but I know for a fact that this week's main show is, of course, The Thomas Crown Affair. Yes. Which is our patron <laughs> Steve's pick. Yes. For the month, he gives us a nice list. So we... Uh, did the Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen and did a little deja vu. We um, did. It's already recorded, so that's why I'm talking in the past tense. <laughs> uh, yes. Even though you, 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 you'll be hearing it on Friday. But yes. that's it. That's the case always with uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Machine Mondays, Morgan slash Janine hasn't seen. <laughs> and It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. Check it out this Friday, The Thomas Crown Affair. The Pierce Brosnan version is actually quite good. Yeah. We liked it. We did. We liked it. But there we go. I think that is going to do it for the final episode for now of Janine <laughs> Hasn't Seen. You can, of course, find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and a whole bunch of others. Because we are absolutely everywhere. Or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Don with the three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. And all your good stuff is at where? You can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to check out my artwork or get any merch for our shows, and who knows, you might get a come up in shirt, a mustache Hall of Fame shirt soon. Uh, find that all at my Tee Public shop on tpublic.com at G9Design. And check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. It's a Wonderful One on Patreon. Um, yeah, we have some fun tiers. You know, you get to get these shout outs on episodes, bonus content, fun live streams with us on Sundays, uh, artwork, all the stuff. So check out our all Patreon. All sorts. Yes. All sorts going on on the Patreon. That is going to do it. Janine, I think there's only one thing left to do. Would you like to do it in a Helena Marcos impression? Uh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Can you not do that voice? I, I cannot. <laughs> It would probably I mean, just come out like out. Reagan from The Exorcist. 
that's good enough. That's good enough. We can do that. It's the same voice. It's the same voice. Okay, we can do that. Let's go for it. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.